In today's quest, witness the horrible, hellish hubris of Hilderic. Hearken to our harrowing tale of the Vandals fading into the annals of history. This is the quest for power. Welcome to the Quest for Power, where we are ranking and reviewing all of the European monarchs from the early Middle Ages to World War I. We are Scott and Michael, and we are your tour guides to show you the way through the labyrinth that is European history and politics. So if you look out the window to your left, you will see the free fall that the Vandal Kingdom is currently going through, uh, per the courtesy of our previous lord, uh, Oh, gosh, another TH name. Uh, uh, Thrasamund. 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 Another, I, I'm impressed you remember his name because I, I, he was not much to remember. Other than, other than he um, peacefully persecuted the Christians. That's the thing that stuck out for me in his reign. Well, apparently it wasn't enough because we gave him some pretty harsh reviews. <laughs> Yeah, our Yelp reviews for him weren't very good. I don't think anyone's going to go to him for king, kingly business. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, usually use that for restaurants, though, so I wouldn't trust that guy with food either. So. Oh, yeah, definitely not, no. I wouldn't trust anyone, really, in the Dark Ages with food. I mean, you had to trust somebody. Uh, yeah. But that's what poison testers are for. That is true. That is true. Yep. What if the poison tester is the spy, though? That's that's when you get the real problem. Unless yeah. they do it in front of the king, which they probably do. You would assume. I don't know. That may have to be something I look into and report on later, is how poison worked in terms of the poison testers, their life. Yeah. It's got to be a high-stakes job. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that's why you got to hide it in like the the part where the poison tester won't taste. But in order to uh avoid our untimely demise, much like the king who got poisoned or the person who tested the poison, you can always follow us on Facebook and Instagram because or they say or you can uh give us an email at questforpowerpod@gmail.com at com because we like communication. We like feedback, following, all of those things. Wonderful, and will keep us healthy and not poisoned. Yeah, keep keep the parasites and the worms out of us. Unlike uh, Hunterick. Yeah, uh, got to make sure to stay up fresh. We want to make the show about what you listeners want. We want to see what you have. Um, in what you were imagining for the show. This is not just me and Scott. Me and Scott are just happen to be. Um, guiding you through this and doing some of the research but we want to hear what you would like to hear from us uh, so just let us know on the email but before we get to the wonderful world of Hilderic Scott what have you been up to I know there's been a quite a bit of uh, what's that called empires age oh, of empires age of empires <laughs> yeah well you know when a game can take like a couple hours it doesn't take long for you to just realize that a whole day went by uh it's a sorry it's a way to take my mind off the fact that so i'm i've become a uh 
Amazon gremlin, as it were. I've been waiting forever for packages to arrive, and then they don't arrive. Oh, no. They're not through Amazon, actually. They're through, like, everybody else. I don't mind waiting, but, boy, it's, like, it does take a little bit longer than I expected. So some stuff was on pre-order. Some stuff was uh, on, like, just order. So I'm, like, trying to, you know, get, like, keyboard switches to build a keyboard. And finally arrived after they a few days after they told me that it's been delivered so i'm like freaking out looking for them being like crap yeah because it took forever it took like a couple weeks for them to arrive so i was like i don't want to go through this again so yeah amazon has ruined me for anything less than two day shipping actually even one day day shipping or the day of because i have an amazon like fulfillment center like right near me so like i can order something at 10 o'clock and it'll be at my house by two for quite a bit of products so it's really ruined my patience for a lot of things but then other things like game of thrones house of dragon star wars and the new harry potter game have then increased my patience back so between the two it'll i've been pretty good about dodging like or not needing like amazon prime i would like subscribe for like basically for free trials and that's it so and i'm i'm a big person i'm like usually i'm when it comes to getting things shipped i'm usually pretty good waiting for them as evidenced by me like i i i still i still like to pre-order uh and purchase physical copies of like new music albums uh but just like usually like CDs and other like memorabilia because I'm too poor for CD records. Player? Yeah, of course wow. I do. Well, all right. So like I have a USB one for like my computers and stuff now. So. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say, I don't even think my computers could hand, could put a CD in. I think the only thing that could in my house is my PS5. And the so PS4. my thought is that one day uh, streaming services will go down or they'll change or get rid of the music that I really like. All are very potential possibilities. So That's true. Yeah. I, I, I'm like a doomsday prepper, but for music. So I mean, yeah, you could have the same thing with like our money system too though. It could all go down in an instant. It's all computerized, digitalized, like Yeah. I mean but that's I mean... that's a little different though, because you have one <laughs> that is backed by a country. Not to say countries and financial systems don't collapse, but I would sooner bet that Spotify would go under than the United States government. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, crazier things can happen. I mean, we are still a very young country when it comes to it. So, and I doubt the Romans thought that they were going to end. I bet you, though, the Vandals knew they were going to end. At least if the last couple of kings, probably not in Geyseric's reign. But, uh, if you know it's ending, that means it's already too late. Yep, that is that is true. All right, speaking of the Vandals, let's get started. Before we obviously get started, we got to go to the sources. We have basically Procopius, and that's about it. We have some of the other stuff, some of the other, like, Gibbon and things like that. But the main source is Procopius, and he wrote about the Vandal Wars with the Eastern Empire. Normally, we get Victor de Vita, I think is his name, but he writes about how the Vandals were horrible to the Christians, and that's how we get information for that. He, there's no real reason to be vindictive to Hilderic, both for Procopius and 
for Victor because he ends up being very pro-Christian. And I think he even later, spoiler alert, converts to Christianity. And it just doesn't go that well. And that's what is even more damning to his rule is that these sources are like pro-Hilderic kind of. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like... It's not like Alaric's the second where they were saying, oh, he's going to burn in hell for, you know, he's a tyrant and things like that. Yeah, that's rough, especially uh, when you're from a uh, non uh, Nicene Christian nation. You've really got really got some problems. Yeah, yeah, correct. I guess uh, the doubt I say the downfall of a society is okay in their eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you are so confused as what's going on, I'm going to give you a little previously on the quest for power. We had King Geyseric the Cruel's illustrious reign, and his son, Hunneric, ascended the throne. We burned Hunneric and many of the kings who followed. During their reigns, they continued to pers- persecute Nicene Christians, like you're talking about, and allowed some of the Moorish tribes to wreak havoc along their borders along a few towns and also took part in the family pastime of slaughtering their own family members. As you do. Mm-hmm. Our last king, Thrasimund, tried to convert the Nicene Christians to the Vandal state-sponsored Aryan Christianity by peacefully persecuting them. Peace doesn't really work in the Dark Ages, so he also set him on fire. I think Scott said, add another log to the pile. That's right. Eventually, he died of unknown causes, which led to Geyseric's grandson, Hilderic, being crowned as Hilderic, first of his name, the Antagonist, King of the Alani and Vandals. You can tell he didn't, apparently didn't learn from his, uh, his grandpappy. No, no. Well, he, his grandpappy did tick a lot of people off. He was just very good at backing it up. Yeah. Well, maybe he could have learned a thing or two from him. <laughs> he probably could. He, yeah, Geyseric's probably rolling in his grave going, oh my god, this is what my offspring... Well, granted, he probably rolled in his grave at his offspring's reign, <laughs> too. But he can't blame he can't blame Hunneric too much because he was like 50 when he took over. You can't really be a powerful you know, king if you're not in, like, in your t- teens, 20s, or 30s. Hilderic is the son of Hunneric and the Roman princess Eudocia. He was born sometime in the 460s during Geyseric's reign. Hilderic succeeded Thrasimund when he was in his 50s or 60s, so he also succeeded when he was older, as the oldest male line in the Hastingi line when Thrasimund was kicked the bucket in 523. So he got it, he's crowned, he's king. What's his first thing to do? First, he immediately becomes unpopular with the nobility. It must be a family trait. Hunneric had a real good knack for irritating the nobles and the Nicene clergy. We get the opposite lesson in Hilderic's rule than we had in Geyseric's rule. Geyseric taught us how to build and hold the kingdom. Hilderic teaches us how to lose power in the fastest way possible. Grab your notebooks, kids. <laughs> Being at least 50 years old, he really wasn't interested in warfare. <laughs> he left He left that to the kids. You know, uh, you kids take that over. 
And uh, that was not a good look in Vandal society. A king is meant to be a warrior. So even if you are not a warrior, you at least got to keep up the pretense that you are. And he did not. Oh, that's like looking in the mirror. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> People that are way too old to rule don't make great rulers. <laughs> Shocking. Ugh. Next. I the As much... <laughs> credit is we gave Geyserk for his reign the one dumb thing he did is he made the secession being the oldest relative instead of primogeniture and as many yeah. problems as there is with primogeniture at least you can e you can either get like children or you mostly get people in their teens or 20s yes we will have a lot of boy kings but I think a boy king under a regent is better than a 50 year old yeah you got all that time line. to learn what are you <laughs> gonna do but you know because doesn't matter it takes time to do and learn anything yeah i don't see why being a king is any different so by the time you know especially back in those days by the time you took the crown at like 50 you're, you know you already got like probably one foot in the grave proverbially speaking exactly yeah so like you need some of that youthful energy to be a king that's right well all these old kings and hilderic made the vandals look really weak to their moorish rivals who were really really good at stirring up trouble within the kingdom of harassing the borders of sacking different towns really making life hell for their their uh citizens or their subjects i should say they're not really citizens at this point his lack of interest in war wasn't the only reason, though, that he was disliked almost immediately by the Vandal nobility. Pretty much after moving into the royal palace, so he barely got the new furniture moved in and, you know, figured out how to sit in the throne, he issued an edict which formally called for the tolerance of Nicene Christians, which really ticked off the Aryan nobility. Now, Again, in our days, that would be a great decision. We want tolerance. You, you know, you shouldn't be persecuting people because of their religion. But you got to read the room if you are to be king in this time. And making a formal tolerant, like not even Thrasamund would go like that far. That, you know, that's really going to tick off the more powerful people around you. Yeah, they got knives too. It, knives and poison you never yeah. gotta remember poison and then hildrick also said was said to right away issue orders for all of those catholic bishops that you know um i think it was hunterick and geyserick and all those other previous kings that we you know ditched at least they got you know their their rivals out of the kingdom well he said no 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 no, no. please come back in sounds like you already pissed off your uh Aryan nobility you got to introduce the uh, kind of the dog fight at this point, right? If you have the, uh, you know, if you're bringing back some Catholic uh, counterparts to uh, offset your nobility, you know, I'm not yeah. saying this is good. You're having a very divided thing. But if you're concerned <laughs> about people backstabbing you, you know, I mean, maybe it was a give them something to chew on. I'm I'm thinking of the most logical reason why you would bring someone who's fundamentally opposed back from exile. <laughs> I have a feeling that Hilderic was 
to give the a crude term was like a closeted Nicene Christian. Oh, yeah. That's because fair. like his his mother was Eudocia, who was a Nicene Christian. Remember, she divorced her well, she didn't divorce, she just pretty much ran away just from left. him to Jerusalem. Uh because like of their religious differences and she was Nicene Christian. So once again, in second generation, the the, re- the religious bitterness strikes deep in the uh, the family. <laughs> it really does. And you know what? He's like, I'm not done irritating my own nobility. He formed really close ties with the Eastern Empire, who were the Vandals' nobility most bitter, bitter rival. They hated them. And he's like, no, we should be friends. And in fact, some sources even say he was close friends with Emperor Justinian the Great. This is like, if you've ever heard of like Justinian in Rome, it is this Justinian that we are talking about. So he even made friends with him, which he is a powerful friend, but he's not in your kingdom. He's quite he's a way away yeah. he's he's over in constantinople which is now istanbul that's right um, <laughs> away so not great so with all of this good negative energy just hanging around this court even the former queen amalafrida was getting a little ticked off um and she was the queen to good old thrasimund who really didn't do much enough to he did enough to get her upset and while he was still in his first year of his reign Hilderic was in his palace debating on how next to irritate his nobles i wonder if he had like a a nice little float or um get a little dartboard going a little dartboard and just like all right how can i irritate them next Um, but uh while he was doing that uh, the former queen was leading a revolt, so he, not great news to hear about when you're just starting out your reign. In response, he basically grabbed one of his relatives and went said, You there, go deal with this for me. I'm too old for this shit. Sounds like a, a man who really cares about his kingdom. <laughs> he really, really does. Amala Frida's band of rebels, along with some more she recruited, so she even got some of their, like, enemies to team up together. So he's got that going for him. And they met at Hilderic's, they met Hilderic's forces at Capspa, which is now called Gefsa, and is the capital of Tunisia. I may be completely mispronouncing that, but it's G-A-F-S-A. So in my English language, I'm going to call it Gefsa. All right. So how do you think this battle went down? Poorly. (laughs) Everybody. Um, Well, it's probably okay. It's a, it's a, was the, uh, was the relative competent? I was going to say you, uh, you have, you have a younger relative and then you've got like a queen and then it with um some moors that she also got to fight along with her along with a few nobles that um really didn't like hilderic yeah ah they're they say this they say these young upstart sounds promising oh well you would be correct amala frida's forces were soundly defeated and she was captured in the battle 
Hilderic then had her guards executed immediately and threw her in a dungeon where she died or was quietly killed. She may have been uh, like in the Princes in the Tower for England type deal where they where they just uh, let them in prison and they just never came out. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what you get for starting rebellions. So he must have also, well, yes, but he must have also added um, a good way of ticking off his nobles is murdering, you know, their former queen. So that must have been a thing on the dartboard that he hit. Must have been well, a bullseye or something. I mean... Of all the things that it's, you know, bad marks, that one seems like maybe a little bit more justified. It is a little justified until you hear that he is Theodoric the Great Sister, who is a very powerful tyrant up in Italy and in the north, and is just a stone throw away from kicking your ass in no. Africa. <laughs> eh, all right. Well... That's free. That's future problems. <laughs> that's that's future Hilderic's problem. Yeah, exactly. You think this man thinks in advance? Uh, I, uh, he flies. He's flying this kingdom <laughs> by the seat of his pants. Alrighty. So to re- recap the the year of pissing everyone off, he openly was not a warrior king. He formally tolerated the religion against the wishes of his nobles. He formed a close partnership with the kingdom's most hated rival. And then he murdered the widowed queen who happened to be a powerful tyrant's sister. Really good start to the reign. In 526, he got some... Oh, he must breathe the biggest sigh of relief. News came of Theodoric the Great's death, so he escaped retribution at the hands of the Ostrogoth. I'm convinced that, honestly, he probably wasn't even cognizant of, like, Theodoric's existence or threat. I'm just convinced that he's just dealing with stuff as it's placed in front of him. Like, uh, uh, the Moors are only in the periphery to this man, and he just <laughs> is like, unless they're attacking my stuff, I don't really care. And once they walk away, it's like uh, he's no object permanence. They attack my kingdoms, and then they leave, and then it's just like, well, they're not a problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, my I'm convinced. Never, I could see it, yep. I was going to say, how would you not? You... you he's like such a threat but yeah i mean yeah you're right it's like playing peekaboo with a baby just like <laughs> where'd where'd he go <laughs> god you say no wonder i say he probably did ask like the uh former queen to be uh executed and then he forgot she existed <laughs> They they say may have saying like oh why are they why are they doing this um because they you killed their the queen and they'd be like oh I did yeah exactly <laughs> what happened to her well we put her in prison until you told us to execute her did you mean I haven't given the order yet no <laughs> when was this A year ago huh yeah that's what it feels like. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm inferring an awful agree. lot here, but I enjoy the inference. I think it is great. <laughs> Adds just an extra layer to his character in my head already. So he thought his, so obviously his reign is going really well. What do you think is his next move? Oh God, is he just gonna like disband his army while he's at it? <laughs> no, no. But that that I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he had done that. He went thinking, hmm, my reign is going really, really well. I just eliminated a threat with no retribution. I even forgot she existed. Um, I've created religious tolerance in my kingdom, and I've gained a powerful ally in the East. My next move has to be to convert to Nicene Christianity, the same religion as my mother. The real popular people, huh? I, yeah, I don't know if he was one of those people that just, you know, didn't know how to read the room. You know those people. Or you just, just, yeah, I relate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, he probably just wants to piss everybody off at this point. It's gotta be. He's gotta be like, oh, God, I, it's like he worked hard to get every, all of the people around him that are powerful really angry and you know this is obviously a step way too far he didn't lay any good groundwork for this and he couldn't read the room i he must have thought uncle justinian was going to come help him that's the only thing i could think of yeah yeah just gotta march god knows how many miles to do it (laughs) and cross uh, yeah and cross the mediterranean which is always a force of nature that's right well, after a series of for, for, defeats his forces uh, while being led by his nephew, and the fact he openly converted to Christianity is the final thing that like broke the camel's back. And for dramatic purposes, I'm going to just imagine this next scene occurred in the evening hours while the palace is asleep. I have no idea what time this happened. They just gave me a two-liner of what is about to happen. In 5.30, Hilderic was suddenly awoken to warriors barging into his room, ripped him out of his bed, only to see his cousin Gelimer to let him know that he was the one who betrayed him and then ordered Hilderic to be dragged off to the same dungeons that he threw Amalafrida seven years earlier. Save the kingdom. Not really. (laughs) We know that this is... Just one more, just one more step down the idiot stairwell. Yeah, yeah, Gelimer, he he's gonna be an interesting king when we go over go over him. He he was a fun one to to research. Anyway, Gelimer also dragged Hilderic's nephews and closest relatives and let them join the dungeon that same night. Since you know when a coup d'état happens, the people closest to the monarch need to be eliminated otherwise they will come and stab you see um what was it it was our second king atalf is that what i named him yeah yeah see atalf that episode never ever ever keep your rivals in your kingdom so it is here we're gonna pause the narrative he just happens that hilderick's in jail and we will resume in gelimer's ring who will be our final vandal king that is the reign of Hilderic. Very long. Very, very long. Before we begin, I want to note of a tiny little change we're doing. We are renaming the dynasty category to legacy. And because basically with the way we've been describing dynasty, it's more of a way of saying like, you know, what mark have they left, which is more of a dynasty, which is more of a legacy than a dynasty. Obviously, dynasty is a big part of legacy, but it's just a, a part of it. So I yep. figure this expands it more. 
unlike Hilderic, we like to try and modify our, our ways of thinking. All right. All so right. getting started? Yep. So, for royal power, how well did he acquire, yield, and maintain power? He didn't acquire power at all. He did wield some by telling his nephew to go put down the revolt. But then he lost the crown at the end. Yeah. Give it give at least a one for the revolt put down. That's it. It's all. A yeah. zero is probably more fitting, but. I want to give him a zero, but I'll give him a one for putting down a revolt. Yeah. So a two, a really good start. Yeah, you know, a whopping two. Infamy, what are they infamous for? Anything? Sucking? (laughs) So, maybe not really in a historical sense, but in the context of, like, his people, he converted to Nicene Christianity, he murdered the former queen, and in general, he seemed to just piss everyone off in his kingdom except Justinian over in the east. Yeah. It's really hard to... I guess it's infamy in its own right. It just feels more like incompetence. But... <laughs> but incompetence can gain you some infamy. I don't know. Give him like a... Like a two. I don't think he's... Yeah, I mean, the conversion's pretty... pretty well, it's fairly big, you know. Conversions are not exactly well. Yeah. Kind of think of commonplace. They, I don't think they're no, that commonplace. No, they are not common, it's, especially it's a, usually like you're, a king. Yeah, cradle to grave faith. Yeah, they, yeah maybe ought to reassess. Yeah, unless uh, unless you're like a, a good. The only way like conversion makes sense is if you are a, um. And this would happen more in Britain when the Vikings start to convert to Christianity. And it's basically because Christianity just offers them way more advantages than their current religion does. Yeah. I don't see what advantages this leads him. It's a pretty shocking thing to do in this era. Murdering the former queen, not really much. And... But the, the converting to Nicene Christianity is pretty pretty darn shocking in, at the time. Yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to modify. I'll give him a four. I'm gonna give him a five. All right, total of nine. Religious passion. So it had to be religious passion that he converted in the face of complete opposition by powerful people in his kingdom. He brought back the Nicene Christians. I mean, he had to have leaned like Nicene Christianity right from the get-go and just couldn't do it until he was king. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, made all of his Nicene dreams come true. So I got to give him pretty high marks here. Unfortunately, he's going to gain some really high marks for being an incompetent king, but... Oh, he had quite a bit of passion. He did. Uh, I I think I'll give him like a six. I'm gonna give him an eight because my he... my my shtick here or my my thought is that he didn't really do anything to persuade others. 
in any fashion like there was no there was no there was no zealotry here just you are correct he's he's like hey guys come on back if you're if you're an Aryan christian that's fine too but you know nicene christian christianity is where it's at and he didn't even uh as far as we know of didn't even debate people on this like that doesn't strike me as like a very seems like a person who is holds true to his convictions but otherwise is not like you know super passionate i guess it's a different kind of passion but it's a it's yeah, a very like, you're right it's not really yeah it, it, it's I a mean, passiveness it is, it is it's it is is it's more passive religious than passionate religious it's not like he's doing an inquisition but he did change laws and policy and yeah you know, so I'd, I, I'm willing to give him some points for being ballsy in the face of, you know, a room full of not his faith. <laughs> With pointy, sharp spears and knives. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't even think of the mitigating of that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'll go six. I have to agree. Awesome. It's a 12 stability was there any internal strife <laughs> were there outside events penetrating his kingdom <laughs> what stability <laughs> like he had a revolt he did put that down he had the moors constantly um just causing chaos at the borders really really just having free reign not really doing much they his his troops kept losing quite a bit of battles i don't see much stability he obviously again like the other kings there was more stability the closer you got to carthage but the farther away you got it was way more unstable yeah and, i mean i'm just i just gonna give him his i think i gotta give him zero yeah okay he didn't really do anything except put down a rebellion that yeah that and like the instability of his court had to be insane to be so at odds with the rest of his nobles that that just had to create a very unstable atmosphere as what led to well him being overthrown yeah right zero all right royal demise how compelling was their death all right so we kind of paused this but over the in the in the in the um narrative but in uh since we got to rate him on this over the course of events that we're going to talk about in gelimer's reign hilderic was eventually executed in captivity he never comes back to be king so he uh is just sitting in jail and then is just murdered in jail kind of satisfying for its own right because he's just like yeah this guy was awful <laughs> and you know he just sits in a cell just minding his own business probably forgetting what you know everything looks like outside because the object permanence and then uh you know someday these strange guys come in and that's that yep, yep. there's a certain like i don't know it feels kind of it feels kind of satisfying in its own right, oh. although not very exciting. So uh, how, how compelling was it? It doesn't always have to be exciting. It could be satisfying. The The royal demise is one of our more open categories. It's more of how interesting, how... Is it an extreme thing or another versus they just died of old age? 
Yeah. No, I, I'll give I'll give him like a good old like two. You know. Yeah. Take him some points. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to match that. Two is good. Yeah. It's sad. It's satisfying because I think he was so incompetent that, uh, he just kind of. Yeah, just kind of the the classic like rot in a prison cell kind of thing. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yep. All right. Uh, so two and two for four. On to the next one. Wow, he is doing real, real good. Legacy. All right. So this is. He is not the only reason, but he is a major reason why the Vandal Kingdom collapsed. Not very good for Legacy. I could not mention of uh, a wife or a child um, being 50 years old. That's kind of interesting that he didn't. Uh, as you can see here, I have a coin of him. Kind of looks like the same of our other coins. Uh Fine I can't artist. tell what that is in the in the back. I don't know if it's like a hair. It must be hair braids, or is that like the crown? Oh, that must be the crown. What on the other side of the coin? No, on the on the left side of the coin. We will post this on Facebook for you guys oh. to ch- uh, check a look at and Instagram. Yeah, I assumed. Yeah, like on his head, it looks like yeah, a, yeah, like a crown like a, or yeah, like almost like a kind of like looks like a oh, it's more like sorts. a helmet. Yeah, it's more like a helmet. Yeah. No, because you can see his hair. Uh, yeah. yeah that's a it's a weird it's a little weird so that's all i got i mean i got nothing i yeah we'll give him a whopping zero yeah zero all right so i believe we forgot how long he reigned for oh which i mean didn't make it long according to he reigned for seven years i should have realized yeah. that when he imprisoned him Alfreda, he was thrown in jail so yeah so not very long seven years it's a really impressive run didn't even make it the decade no no he made it to the magical number seven at least well uh, not magical enough <laughs> all right how many total points did he get oh yeah uh 13 and 14 for 27 points out of a solid you know that's more points than i thought he was gonna get but yeah actually and i feel kind of well actually i don't feel ashamed because he was so memorably incompetent <laughs> actually scored higher than thrasamund who he was just... you know we had higher respect points at least <laughs> yeah yeah i i enjoyed thrasamund he was a fun kooky character but Hilderic, I, I was so excited to get the Hilderic's episode when I was researching him because he's just bad. <laughs> he's so bad it's laughable, like a parody king. Like this, yeah. this could almost be like a uh, like a Monty Python movie of Hilderic's reign. <laughs> yeah, actually it could. I could see it. <laughs> so He's pining for the fjords. Alright, so I know everyone has been waiting for this. Scott, what is the fate of Hilderic? Will we crown him High King? Will we reduce him to a minor lord? Or does he deserve to be burned at the stake? Burn it like the rest. Yep. I will hand all the torches to the nobles to light him on fire. And they they do it gladly. Yes. Alrighty, so... Sorry, Hilderic... You were burned at the stake. We deemed you incompetent. 
And uh, that's just how you're going to go down in uh, Quest for Power history. May not be actual history, but for sure to us, you're pretty incompetent. I don't think anyone remembers this guy fondly. No, probably not. So a herald came by, Scott, now that we are done with uh, pathetic Hilderic. And uh, a noble named Gary said, be nice to your fathers. They are always right. I believe. Uh, Yeah, I wonder who this is from. I believe he's referring to Hunneric's reign when he first stopped his father's Geyseric's policies of persecuting Nicene Christians at the beginning of the reign, and then something happened which caused Hunneric to do a 180 and go, you know what? Dad was right. Burn them all to hell. Now... This may might just be me, but I'm not so certain that persecuting others that believe because they believe that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are the same thing, and you disagree, means that it's right to set them on fire just because your dad thought it was also a good idea. Yeah, that, that's just me though. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy that that's a a uh, <laughs> such a big difference, but. That's what that's that's what I latch on to. But yes, uh Yeah, dads aren't always right. <laughs> well, thank you for writing in. I'm sure Scott and I are gonna hear about this later. Yeah, well, you know, we uh reap what we sow. Yes, we do. Well, that's it for the reign of Hilderic. Let us know what you thought of him. Were we too harsh on him? Do you enjoy these episodes when Scott and I rip apart a king to shreds before we light him up? on fire or do you love like a big grand high king episode like geyseric or alaric Uh, even if you're listening to this years after it's been published do not hesitate to contact contact us we created this podcast because we love talking about history and want to share that passion with all of you you can message us via messenger on facebook and on Instagram at Quest for Power or email us at questforpowerpod at gmail.com. If you would like to support what we do here, please leave a review or subscribe on whatever platform you use. Remember, we will read all five-star reviews posted at podchaser.com, and I will have the link in the show notes. Thank you very so much for spending your valuable time with us ripping apart a king that was a delight to rip apart following hilderic next week we'll be reviewing his usurper gelimer until next time the king is dead long live the king